Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, welcome back to another episode of Beyond the Negotiation on Believe Podcast Network presented by Bet Online. I have been, <laughs> I'm so inconsistent with this, I know, and it's, my New Year's resolution was to do this every week, like I'm supposed to, <laughs> and I have, and I'm so sorry, but it's been busy. There's been a lot happening, but I'm back and I'm excited to have this episode where, (laughs) you know, we're having somebody that has worked extremely close with me, my right-hand woman, the last, what has it been, two-ish months? Yeah, two months, two months, probably two months too long, but my summer assistant is on with me tonight and yeah, we've gone through a lot of things, honestly. And I was like, I'm going to keep it a hundred with you. And and I think at the start she was like, okay, I don't know what that means, but now she does. <laughs> and, um, I'm excited to have her on with me. But before we roll into this episode, a word from our sponsors. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests and events with the first to market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, the NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information for live in game betting, props, and futures. So, what are you going to do? You're going to head to Bet Online today. Or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B L E A V 550, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. All right. How, first off, Tay, I'm probably still saying your name wrong, but like, how long did it take for me to pronounce your name wrong, right? Like, I mean, no, you've got it now. Two months in and we've got it. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, I have to change the way that my mouth moves. And it's, everyone jokes around. They're like, what's your accent? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I could not tell you. First off, what sports means to you and why you wanted to entertain an internship in the sports agency space? Um. Yeah. So I mean, I've swam my whole life. I just finished up my career as a college swimmer. Mm-hmm. So, and while I was younger, I always played, like I ran cross country and track and played lacrosse. Like I just did a bunch of different sports. And my dad has coached football my whole life. So I've kind of grown up, I guess, around the sport. But, so I think I've been kind of involved in sport from a perspective of being an athlete, but also being on the sideline mm-hmm. and just... Um, wanting to be a part of like the camaraderie that brings people together of sport I think is what really drew me into wanting to work in sport Um, my like biggest memory of when I knew I wanted to work in sport was going to like a Nebraska Wisconsin game at Nebraska and just all the fans like coming together at Nebraska it's like it's the biggest city in Nebraska's Memorial Stadium on game day so uh, yeah that um, everyone just coming together and like 
I really liked that aspect of it. So I'm not totally sure like what part of sports I want to end up in forever, but I also <laughs> the opportunity to intern for assist an agent this summer, um, just because there, you do a lot of different things and you work like hand in hand with the athletes too. And I want to work with athletes, I think, but I don't want to be a coach or an athletic trainer. So this mm-hmm. is kind of a way to work with the athletes in a different realm. Mm-hmm. So growing up, because I, I mean, you and I found out that we, we are Peyton sisters. We are Peyton Manning yeah. people. Peyton Manning. So was it college football or like, I mean, obviously your dad is a coach. Was it college football that, or like, was it going to your dad coaches high school, right? Yeah. Um, was that what kind of drew I was pro football. So like, I love Peyton Manning. And like, my story is this, like, wherever I lived, my dad would take me to like a Buffalo Wild Wings or somewhere and we would watch the Colts and that would be like in the corner, literally. And this is before like flat screen TVs. I'm old, y'all. So it was like this, the but maybe they had a flat screen, but the Colts were on the like thick old TV that like probably was black and white in the corner, but we still watched it. But you were college or what? Talk to me about that. Um, definitely more, um, pro. We always had, uh, NFL games on, on Sunday. Our tradition was watching the Broncos if they were on and we just had it running like all day at ESPN. Mm -hmm. And then usually on Sundays we'd make like green chili burritos, which is like a a big Colorado. Ooh. It'd be green chili burritos and we'd watch an NFL game. And if the, um, during Broncos games, we'd actually put our like John Elway bobblehead, like on our mantle. It's like watch over Okay. Doing <laughs> so yeah we watch a little bit of college but definitely bigger um okay profession. yeah me too um and once again like that was my thing because I mean you'll see this too as you and I'm sure you've seen it as a student or an athlete student student athlete um but as you travel around you see these different towns and you're like wow the they don't they care but they don't care about the pro like it's this is a college town they live and like breathe by the college team and then you go to another city and you're like okay this is a pro town like buffalo new york there's ub like there's been some really great players that come out of buffalo and it's in the mac but like bill's mafia like they're gonna support ub but it's bill's mafia it's like they're not talking about UB as much as they're talking about the bills. So it's very interesting to me because that was part of, you know, me moving around as a kid, um, seeing that with fans that made me be like, wow, this is so interesting. And then that kind of led me to my internship. So prior to (laughs) your wonderful time here with me, (laughs) she's laughing. Um, What did you do in the internship space? Um, Last summer, I interned in Minneapolis. I interned for the University of Minnesota, the aquatic um, event um, coordinator. Mm -hmm. So she puts on all of like the meets and they just kind of organize everything that goes on at the University of Minnesota pool, which if you know anything about pools, it's a a pretty nice and like big pool. It's an Olympic size pool and Mm -hmm. they have uh, like the 10 meter diving platforms too so they can they've hosted NCAAs before and when I was there the biggest meet that we hosted was Paralympic trials 
Mm-hmm. So I really liked that. And I liked um, talking and kind of learning from the USOPC because um, they did a lot of different sports. Like um, all of the Paralympic trials were being held in Minneapolis. So they'd go from like track to cycling to swim. Wow. So I like the idea of ha- like dipping your toes in a lot of different sports. Yeah. And just seeing Paralympic sports was a lot different than any other sports I've been to. Mm-hmm. It was a lot supportive because they were competing against each other to make a team but it was also just such an effort to like be there and it was just awesome how they were all supporting each other regardless of like how everyone did like I've never seen competitors so invested in like everyone's success so I really liked that aspect and then we hosted a couple of just club meets and while it was a really good learning experience and I did a lot of different things and I liked living in Minneapolis I just, I think I've had enough sewing for a lifetime, so I think <laughs> I can check that one off, but that's a good experience. No, that's awesome. I mean, I think too, like with events and sports, because I mean, I started in events and it was football and I did work in basketball for a little bit with the final fours, but that's still a large scale event. People don't realize, I mean, you have to learn flexibility. You have to, I mean, you're working so such long hours. I mean, what was your typical day? Like when Um, would you like around event time? I was going to say, I know this is like the cliche in sports, but like there wasn't a typical day Yeah. Um, for, I could only work a certain amount of hours because I was a student. So they didn't let students go over, which Mm -hmm. was actually kind of nice for me because I'd have sometimes a crazy long day and other days I'd just come in for like a couple hours. Mm -hmm. But typically, um, like for an event day, you had to get there early and most of the meets are prelims and finals. So I'd get to go home in the middle session. Mm-hmm. And then, so prelims is a lot of setup, make sure everything is um, running smoothly, ready to run. All the athletes come in for warm up, And then it's kind of similar at night, but at night there's usually like walkouts for their races. So you have mm-hmm. to like, make sure everyone's there and you like can sometimes hold a sign to walk everyone places. Um, and then you have to like clean up and get everything ready for the next day. And then for Paralympic trials, it was a little different because we had pee patrol. So you had to follow around the athletes um, that were potentially going on to the Paralympics. And you had to make sure that they didn't pee before. Um, <laughs> before like, like you had to make sure that you were like there to collect their pee. Oh so boy. For drug testing purposes. So yeah. we were, and so that sometimes took like a lot longer like my roommates in Minnesota one night were like are you coming home and I was like no I have to collect someone's pee so like oh what's it- <laughs> oh. I was I was actually gonna ask you what was your like most like the crappiest moment that you've had in an internship I don't think I've put you through any yet have I you're not too bad I was gonna say last summer we had to, this was for Paralympic trials too. We had to move um, the bleachers down from the pool. Oh no. The house. So we're like walking, like pushing them on like University Street through Minneapolis. No, no. So clear out space for like a Toyota to be parked on deck. Oh, great. So that was like, and it was like in the middle of the summer. That was not my favorite. And then I think my least favorite thing though, was we had to hang flags down like big long flags and banners from the 10 meter so you have to like hang over the 10 meter and tie it to like with a zip tie thing yeah oh god zip ties are the worst 
Mine then- was the mascot suit. The mascot suit. Oh, I was saying, I was saying this earlier. I'm like, I'm too short though. <laughs> so, but I had to put it on, and I, I, I would dress like, believe it or not. And we'll talk about my attire these days. But hoodie Sam was not hoodie Sam back in the day, and it wasn't sneaker Sam. I would wear like full on business clothes every single day, which. That's probably a good thing. Like, it's really bad that I'm admitting that. No, seriously. I mean, I like would like wear the heels and this and that. I don't know. I guess it came into my comfort zone. We would go around. The Orange Bowl would do like community stuff. So we'd go around and it was great. Someone had to be in the the OB, the that's the mascot, the costume. And I was like always avoiding it. Like, No, you know, don't, I can't go, you know, I, I would be like, please, I can't go on the train, you know, I'm, I mean, I don't want to be that person. So it was my time. And like, I put it on and I was like, I think I'm too short. They were like, no, you're not that short. I'm like, I think I'm too short. And sure enough, like the orange is like bottom, like, like it was like a circle. <laughs> the orange came to like my ankles and they like, I had to go in front of like a full gym with these kids and like, it just didn't look right. Like I didn't have any legs. <laughs> like, they were like, just like I like waddled out there and just stood there and I was like, hi, like waving. <laughs> I never was in a mascot suit again. So yeah, that was my, I mean, it was really smelly and gross, but <laughs> I guess there's a pro for being short. One of our family friends is obsessed with college mascots and went to like a college mascot training camp. What? Like, learn where is the and where can I go to watch? I don't want to be. <laughs> I was gonna say I'm like not interested in that, but no, she like her birthday gift was going to mascot training camp. So working here, <laughs> what stood out to you the most? I guess from like a day to day standpoint of because I mean I've done my best to like share everything maybe too much at times but what stood out to you so far um in terms of kind of the business um I think it's a lot more like client involvement than I was expecting like a lot more of the personal stuff um I was expecting like you just to be kind of negotiating like their contracts and dealing just with um, like other brands. And I wasn't expecting, I didn't realize agents like kind of took care of their training camps and like just kind of all the craziness that goes along with getting yeah. to the NFL. And then once you're finally in the NFL too, yeah. I just feel like the madness never ends. And I didn't realize like what a big support system and agent place oh thank you yeah it's tough I think a lot of it is and and this is so true it's like part of it is getting them to the NFL and then keeping them as your client because it's tough I mean once again because you know it's crazy because as a joke too I say there was like six years ago I remember I was like I have a call today now I'm like Oh my God. No, please, please. Can we, do we, can you just voice message me? No. And then we're on the phone for five hours and it's fine, but you have to just, you don't realize how fast you go. And sometimes it doesn't feel like work, but it totally is work. And it's just, it's so not just negotiating contracts. Like that would be, that would be super nice. Cause it would be a lot of quiet time, you know, it, it would, but it's handling, 
a lot of things and the business has changed so much. I went out to lunch, brunch, whatever you want to call it before I left Michigan this past Sunday. And we were having a conversation just about the business. And my uncle was like, wow, I didn't realize that that was the standard. And I said, yeah, I'm like, well, years ago, that wasn't the standard for everyone, you know, cover training, we cover this, it was more so okay, that's kind of an you know, the top guys and this and that. Now I'm like, okay, you have to keep up with the Joneses, right? So what did you take from kind of the not so fun parts of this job that I've shared to you? Or I don't even want to call it a job, this life, because it's not a job. It's a life. Oh, it really is a lifestyle. Um, I think just how quickly someone can like kind of change up on you. Mm -hmm. I, I guess I didn't expect that and maybe I should have but just how fast those changes can come I also definitely wasn't expecting the schedule of like working around NFL guys and I think even if like you do your scheduling and stuff like you you can't schedule them Uh, so I think that's one of the things because I'm very like I've always had like a routine like class swim homework like Mm -hmm like very routine and this is not very routine so kind of learning that I think that was an adjustment for me definitely um and then just you can only do so much as an agent and like sometimes I think it's hard to make sure that the clients like know that they have to there's they have to give something to it too which I Mm -hmm. think yeah absolutely 100% that's that's amazing. I wish I would have known that earlier on because I think that it gets it wears on you because sometimes it's long days, right? I mean, when I when you first started, I was like, I'm so tired. I'm so tired. I'm so tired. I didn't get to bed to this time. And I mean, I haven't really done that. I've, I'm trying to get better, but it's still it is not like you don't shut it off. It just doesn't yeah. shut off. Um, like a million different time zones too so oh yeah the time zones that's that's super fun it's one of those things that I always say like the highs overcome the lows but it's on every every single day you can have a high and a low and a high and a low and it's like even today I was talking to one of my partners we were like this has been a smooth day he's like knock on wood Sam knock on wood I'm like I know Someone's coming next. Where is it? You know, in the travel and just, I think too, once again, it's funny too that you said, you know, negotiating the contracts, so on and so forth, but it's so much more of a personal business. And I get, I got criticized a couple times very publicly about like, oh, you care too much or you need to be more transactional. And I'm like, Huh. Okay. I I took that really crappy advice when I or I thought about it. I didn't take it. Um and I said okay, but remember, you know, throughout your time with me, I had some free agents calling. And I always ask like what is it? What's if I if they're not serving you, how can I help you? And sometimes it's things that like it might seem small to us, but it might be big to them. But most of the time, it's like my agent's not calling me back. My agent doesn't text me back. My agent hasn't come to a game. 
okay, that is personal relationships. That is not, my agent didn't negotiate my contract. My agent didn't do something, you know, I don't want to say what's the word, what's the word, but I mean, that's personal. So yeah, personal relationships matter. I would say more, I would say probably 90% of players want a personal relationship. I mean, you want somebody that you're, that's working for you to care about you. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you say? Oh, and someone who's like handling that big of like a contract and things that has your best interest and that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I had a very isolated situation where I was told not to care. And I was like, well, you got the wrong agent here, Mijente. So yeah, it didn't work out, but that's typically not the case. What do you feel like was one of the like higher moments of everything? Um, I think one of the ones that stands out is like when we had our Miami girl meeting mm-hmm. and talking about different like marketing things um, and like the events that we wanted to host. Mm-hmm. And when Lamar was like excited at my idea to have like UCF football come in. Mm-hmm. I, like, I don't know. I felt really validated in that moment. As you should. Yeah, there's like a lot of work like uh, like and a lot of little things that I don't think always go not necessarily go unnoticed but they're not like announced and things mm-hmm. so good that he was like who came up with that idea like that's a good idea oh yeah so, validated and I felt like smart about like coming up with that kind of thing as you should and I mean once again it's every single thing that is done is so huge because all of these little things matter. I guess this is an open question too, as women in sports, but have you ever felt like you were treated like you were less as a female? Um, um, I think so. Like in a lot of my classes, I mean, I'm a sport, I was a sport management major. Me too. So like, yep. In some of my classes it was like three girls and so like you look around the class and there's just not many girls around mm-hmm. group projects and stuff sometimes like the boys kind of invalidate you like if there's a football player in your group they're gonna think like the football player knows everything whereas like I got good grades like I'm going to a really good grad program like mm-hmm. I like, had good tests good presentations so like sometimes it's um they trust someone for being able to like throw or catch a football more than like what someone's like work actually is and like mm-hmm. the class that's definitely like frustrating and there's just not a bunch of like women and girls in sport or at mm-hmm. least being, like, shown no. so I think that's kind of frustrating yeah too because the program I'm going into it's like there's 35 of us and I think only 10 are girls wow that's so kind of like like where are the girls at you know so um but I think that's just part of it and like one of the teachers who helped me land um, my internships, my first one, he like gave me a list of all females who are currently working in sports and was just like, just call them and like, see like what they're doing, if that's something you're interested in. And just, um, I've been told like many, many times a woman in sports is like much more likely to help another woman like trying to make it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like definitely like listening to that advice. So I'm glad that like Brian connected us because I think like, yeah, I was going to say working for a woman agent, I think not that I wouldn't have gotten anything out of working with a man, but I think it just shows like a whole other part of mm-hmm. the um, 
of the industry of in the NFL space. I think we're still less than a hundred female agents out of 800 men. When I took the test, I was like 46, 47. It's a tough business. I mean, you have to remember, I mean, you know this, less than 1% of our football players from college make it to the league. So we're all going after the same players and it's tough. I'll never forget. I was in seventh grade. I would wear my jerseys and like, I love my jerseys. Like I had some dope jerseys. I still have them. But I remember someone told me that, He was like, you only like NFL because you want attention. And that that pissed my Capricorn ass off. And I was like, no, no. And I mean, I'll never forget that. Because I was like, okay, that's how you see me. Even though I know the game, I know like the people. And this was one of the football players too. Like I was like, come on guys, like back me up. And even gotten reactions like, talking about you as my boss because your name is Sam so it's like so if I'm like my boss and then I say Sam then I'll say like she and then like it's like oh your boss is like one of my family uh we were at like a family reunion and one of them was like oh your boss is a girl and I was like Mm -hmm. yeah my boss is a girl and then like my sister was talking to her brother-in-law and it was like the exact opposite reaction because my sister said like oh Sam and then Bradley was like isn't your sister's boss a woman and my sister <laughs> and he was like oh like I didn't realize what he was saying oh my gosh <laughs> he was like Bradley was like girl getting over there but some people are like oh your boss is a woman and I'm like women are just as capable of doing it as yeah like- I I find and I say this I love that we're had this conversation too because when I first got into the NFL space. Well, even before that. So I started going to the NFL combine two, three years before I got certified, just because I said, why not? Like, let me start networking. I always advise my, you know, my students, my, you know, undergrad students, put yourself in a place where you think you want to be. Just you, even if you don't want to be there, because at some point you're probably you're going to be there and you're probably going to be uncomfortable. Right. Like you're not going to immediately be, you know, the top agent or the top whatever you got. If you're comfortable being uncomfortable in that space, you you'll be OK. So I went to the combine and it, it my first couple of years, like my first year, I was like, oh gosh, this is great. And then I started to like, be like, okay, I want to be here. So I think I was a little bit more nervous the last, the next couple of years. I met a couple scouts. They started introducing me to their colleagues, general managers. I was like, like they weren't general managers at the time. Now they are, but like that just came from me just putting myself out there and going and just being engaging. And you know what I always say, like, I'm different. So yeah, I stand out here. I definitely do. But I'm not standing out for the wrong reason. I mean, maybe you notice me, you're going to ask who I am and here, this is what it is. Those same people have had my back for close to 10 years. If I need something like, hey, can I get such and such? Boom, it's done. It was, it's uncomfortable. I mean, it definitely can be because as a woman, you know, you said what you're, there's 10 females in the program. Um, yep, all the 35. Yeah, my all-star games. Like, I remember the first one. 
I went out and I was like, I wore sn- snakeskin boots. Why did I do that? That's me. But <laughs> I wore snakeskin boots and then Yeezys the second day. And, and I'm not. I remember the shoes. I do because I there's a story. So I went out onto the field and I was like, okay, this is really uncomfortable. And I, I didn't see the scouts I knew. And they a couple of them were there, but you're not always gonna know everybody. Like you have to start somewhere. That's what it is. No matter where you are, you know, wherever agency you're at, like there's still need to know who you are as an agent. You know, you're not immediately going to be known. So I'm like, oh boy. Okay. So I there was a scout I had met. He's like, I can see your boots from the press box. I was like, shit, that's kind of obnoxious, but all right, here we go. I mean, I can't take them off. Like, here we are. No, it's worse to be verified. I mean, it was like a whole black outfit. Like, I mean, it was not, but the boots were there. Then I did the Yeezys and then it was the Yeezys. But then I was like, you know what? Let me be me. I'm going to be me. This is my style. So let's just go with it. <laughs> and I have something to remember you by too. Exactly. So it's just in this space, we're going to stand out. It's just what it is. And you have to kind of embrace it. But I will say I have not had experiences from scouts, anyone in the team side that has not been super supportive, but you have to know your shit. Like once again, and I don't care if you're a male or female, like know what you're doing, know your, like do your, the work. Don't just assume because you have some credibility or you have this degree that you can come in and know what you're doing or talking about. Study your ass off, be ready, do the work and be humble. Like, you know, that that's really where you get there. And that's how I've got to be where I'm at today, joking about the Sam situation. <laughs> when I first started out, I would get emails uh, and even just like, you know, because on players SRA, the standard representation agreement where they sign with the agent. I mean, it says Samantha, but I don't know where they're getting this. They get the Sam. So Mr. Tiger. And I'm like, oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> or like they'll text the player and they're like, you know, my agent, Sam Tiger. Okay. So, Hey, Mr. Tiger, you know, when can you talk? I'm like, mm. what's, is there any graceful way to be like, Hey, I'm a, I'm a girl. No, there's not, there's not, there's just not. So I'm like, hi. And they'll be like, who is this? I'm like, Sam Tiger. And they're like, oh, ma'am, I am so sorry. I'm like, don't ma'am me. <laughs> yeah it's it's okay it's okay but I mean it doesn't bother me anymore but I think you do have to kind of go over a bunch of little things because once again yeah you're gonna have to prove yourself I mean and it it sucks because it's but I think it's almost like that in any industry I don't know I'm speaking do the work know your shit and How's your film study been? Okay, so, okay, I'm really going to give you, like, every aspect of being an agent. So I'm like, here you go, study film. I'm learning. So, like, I didn't know how to do it at all. But You're like, what dad- is she talking about? <laughs> so I, like, go into my dad's office, and I'm like, dad, how do you study film? So- <laughs> Did he laugh? Oh, no, he was, like, excited to help me. So oh. it's like, she been like, um like a good little bonding thing yay 
we're start, like we're kind of like working our way through different positions. What's your favorite? We've been doing uh, we've been doing like a lot of O line and D line, so that I can kind of yes. like see the contrast and see like um like for like why an offensive lineman would put his hands in a certain place versus like a defensive lineman, mm-hmm. and like I didn't realize like D line could touch all over the like. Yes. Do you know what pulling is? And then, oh yes, I learned about. Pulling. Yay! Then, um, but oh, he made me stand up and do it. And then, uh, <laughs> I'm so proud. I really was raised by a coach. And then, um, like the how the offensive line has to, like stay in the frame. You can mm-hmm. go out. Yes. And then he was like, "You start with the feet. Like you have to. If they can't move their feet, like they can't. Like it's not worth continuing. Like yep. that's yep. how college and pro scouts are going to start." So we watched like what good footwork would be. And then we watched the hips and he like kind of explained it to Ooh. me as like a squat or like, we also like kind of compared it to some of my like swimming stuff. Cause that like clicks a little bit easier in my head. Yeah. Um, but no. And then like, I was talking to my boyfriend about it too. And he was like, he's really teaching you some stuff. I'm <laughs> so proud. Yay. <laughs> Thank you. Because I was like, so like, that's why Micah does all the silly hand movements. Yeah. Like, yeah. He doesn't do all the silly hand movements. I'm I'm silly. Like, I know. <laughs> Y'all like learn the game, you know, like learn it. If you, And when you do, there's no boring positions in football. Because we like started with some of his players because he has like all of their highlights and stuff. So that was easier to kind of mm-hmm. watch. Like, so you see, this is really good because he's like 6'6 six, six and can move his whole body like mm-hmm. right in and like mm-hmm. set someone else up and then like go tackle someone else and so then he's like <laughs> what he did good on this one so then I was like break down the next one so it's like a learning experience but it's also good and I feel like like it makes a little more sense and also like you realize how talented these athletes really are because oh. like, like some of them are huge and they're able to like move so fast and like yep. so well yeah it's like a sport where it's like all based on time and that's super easy to evaluate how mm-hmm. good someone because it's who's fastest but this is like how you evaluate who's better so we're like learning all the pieces that makes one player better than the other and stuff yeah and then there's the whole off the field side too where you know I always say this too I'm like scouts are scouting talent but they're scouting them as people you know it's 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 a rarity that I get a call around draft time that is asked they, they don't they know they don't need an agent to sit here and rattle uh, and, you know, I'll kind of wrap up with this, you know, personal relationships. Why do you need to know these things about your clients? Why does it matter that you invest time going to see them, learning about them, learning about everything? Because there may be a GM or the director of player personnel that calls and they don't, they don't care. They, that player, there might be three guys that they want to sign. They have the same attributes, same testing, same kind of thing. How am I going to show them that that player is a great fit for their organization? JD Woods, let's do this. The Lions called. Talk to me about him. What's he been doing? What does he do in his free time? I'm curious. I said, okay. I said, wow. (laughs) I go, well, I told him, you know, you really need to start practicing, you know, returning some punts. And I'm thinking, okay, he's going to go to his high school and return punts on the weekend. No, 
JD gets a whole jugs machine, puts it in his trunk. He, he has a jugs machine in his trunk. He's driving around Kansas with the jugs in his trunk. And he's practicing in his front yard and he sends me a photo and he didn't intend for me to tell teams this, but that's what he's doing. And that was it. They're like, I love that. And then that echoed. And I mean, it was just one of those things. And I also said in his free time, I mean, in the past, he's organized charitable events by himself off the field, coat drives, sock drives, food drives. I said, he's just a really good I call them kids. They're not kids, but they're kids to me. You know, they're my children. Um, I said, you know, and he's going to do the work. He's, you know, you couldn't ask for a better person. And I say that because I believe that. If he wasn't, I I can't lie. You know, I couldn't have said that about some other guys I've repped in the past. And they're not clients anymore. Yeah, Justin talking, like him talking to me, he was very like personable and was like, excited to talk to like the assistant where some have been like not like a little more like standoffish but JD was very like oh like let's find out about her like what is yeah where'd you graduate from like like things like that and that because like with the personality and stuff we like talked about how you and I both really like Drew Brees because he does so much good for like New Orleans Mm -hmm. and you would know that like a personal relationship so like just more than Exactly. And I mean, it's just, I think a lot of agents and I think women, we do a great job with just being able to understand that that is important, right? There's, we're not robots until we become robots. There's more to people than stats. Of course you are going to, but if a team is coming and they're saying, okay, sell me nine, you have two minutes to tell me why I should sign such and such. They don't want to hear about stats because they wouldn't be calling me already. Like, like, let's be real here. You know, so if you don't have that personal relationship with your client, then you can say something that's going to stand out. Like he has a jugs machine in his trunk and drives around with it. Or, you know, it's not always that it can be other things, too. But if you don't know that you're you're not going to make it, you're not going to win. So, you know, as women, just to kind of end on that, like we have some strengths, they're they're just natural. It's just things that we naturally do or just can bring out of people, you know, and I I had that this past weekend. And I think that once again, there's a, we're less than a hundred female agents here, but I mean, I hope someday it's not like, oh, the first female, this, or this female or this or that, but until then it's okay. You know, we just have to continue to, I always say fight the good fight. So Three pieces of advice that you would give to people wanting to entertain sports from your perspective right now. I'm ready. Okay, I'd say for number one, immerse yourself in as many different things as you can. Mm -hmm. Like while I was in school, I like tried to even just shadowing different people at like a basketball game, at a football game um for swim sometimes you have to volunteer at football games like my roommate and I were ball girls one time so like that's not like a game you do um or like concession stands so like mm-hmm. just because you never know who you're gonna meet in those different yeah and also like it is experience because some sports jobs you do all sorts of different things oh yeah so I'd say like if you're in a college athletic department whether that's as an athlete or just a student like 
just reach out to people and they always need help. So like they will take you like Mm -hmm. wherever um, they need you. I'd say two, like ask for help if you need help. Um, Like my swim coach, he had a lot of different meetings with me about grad school because I was like very stressed if I wanted to like swim in grad school, if I wanted to stay at USD. Um, He actually let me go in the portal, which a lot of coaches wouldn't do, but that was like very nice and generous so I could explore everything. Um, And he also had a good list of like schools for me to look at because he was a similar um, in similar programs when he went through. Mm -hmm. So like talk to everyone who could be a resource. And then I think three is just like be kind to all the people that you come into contact with. You never know who you're gonna like who's gonna be there at the end. Yeah. If they'll need something from you or you need something for them. And it's just good to have relationships and like I think all aspects. Oh, I'm so proud. One thing I've learned, and I'm sure you've learned this too, people, they can read when you're being yourself, right? Like if you are being yourself and people don't like you, okay, so be it. You don't like me. But if you're being yourself and we can be different and we can work together, that's great. Be yourself. But anyhow, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Beyond the Negotiation on Belief Podcast Network presented by Bet Online. And I don't know, I'm going back to being help me help you, Jerry, but I do want the money. So I guess I'm him too. So, but anyways, thank you guys and uh, tune in. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.